0: Alrighty. G'day, guys. Welcome to The Tripod Live with Winnie and Clarkie. We are here for our round one preview. First, let me jump to my co-host,
1: Jacob. How are you? Going well, mate. Very excited. can't believe footy is only about 24 hours away now. That's it. One more sleep until everyone that is on this live
0: right now. live gets a hell of a lot better. Listen, guys, this is a round one preview. We'll be taking a look at every single game, giving our best bets and reacting uh, and predicting, sorry, how we think each round will go. The style of the show, we will start with our best bets. We don't want to keep you guys waiting, so that will come right at the start. Followed by that, we will break down every game one by one. We've got some exclusive odds that are being created right now for listeners of this show. And of course, if you are listening to this later on, there's a chance that the odds might not be available yet. So that is the benefit of being here live with us every Wednesday 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. We've got some mixed matchups, which have been hugely profitable in the past, arguably the most profitable market in sports betting ever, uh, with Jacob's wonderful predictions there. And, um, of course, guys, if you do want to hear our general thoughts on each side, then you can go back to last week on Podcast Players and listen to our season preview We do invite you, as it is a live show, guys. We want to hear your thoughts as we go. You can see Winnie bringing up the comments there as we go. We want to hear from you guys. That's the component of this, the live show. But with that being said, as we promised, guys, we're not going to make you wait for the best bets. So, Jacob, let's go ahead. Let's let
1: the fans know what are the best bets for round one, 2020. Let's just uh, give a shout-out. Oh, hopefully Clark is still there. I know we had some gremlins in the system last week. Um if Clarkie, I don't know if Clarkie's going to be there. So yeah, Clarkie, if you're there, mate, yeah, I like just that. want to give a shout out to Lana bringing us the best bets in 2023. Absolutely. I apologize for my uh, webcam freezing there,
0: guys. Lana is our sponsor for this segment. Lana helps tradies to ensure they win more jobs and never lose a lead again. If you're a tradie or any business owner looking for an edge, Lana is your best bet. Check out the link in the show description for more info. And our followers get a cheeky 10% off with the code Live. With that being said, Jacob, run us into
1: your best bets for round one. Okay, guys, we've got eight games. We've got three best bets. And if you're watching live, you are seeing them first of anybody in the world. And here they are, three best bets. First one is Newcastle Knights. I want to take the plus six alt line on top sport, it's five and a half across the board, but sacrificing nine cents because six is a key number. You guys know I like the Knights. I think they're the better team than the Warriors, so getting points. I'm taking the Broncos in the first half. That six and a half is a first half line. They're 12, 13 and a half point underdogs, but I think they can actually hang with Penrith, uh, who I think will start the season slow. And then I just think the Cowboys will be just far too strong and run rampant over the Raiders up in Townsville. Those are my three best bets. Toppy is a plus six, Knights eighty one. Uh, Ladbrokes is the best price for Broncos, plus $6.50, a half dollar eighty-eight, And Dabble, the best price for the North Queensland Cowboys, $1.85, minus 7 dollars 5 And we'll get into our full breakdowns of those games momentarily. Absolutely. Some great best
0: bets there, guys. We're about to jump into our game-by-game preview for round one. But before we do so, let's get a perspective from the bookies, thanks to our partner, Top Sport.
2: Good day, everyone. We're back for another year of NRL with the uh, opening game tomorrow night. So pretty excited to have football back on our screens. We've got a cracker to start the season, Parramatta against Melbourne, where the Eels have been absolutely smashed. They've been back from five and a half into a flat two. That's been by far and away the biggest move in the uh, pre-season. There's been a few other games that have moved, but they've been more so on the back of players in that maybe weren't expected to be in or vice versa, whereas this has been a pure move on, on the back of weight of money. So, Eels have been very, very well back, five and a half, two and a half, $2.45 into, you know, close to Pickham, $2.12, the head-to-head as we speak. The other game that's been a big move has been Manly and the Bulldogs, but obviously Tommy Turbo getting picked on that side is very instrumental to that movement. It at open at Pickham, it's out to $1.57 Manly, $2.40 Canterbury and four and a half is the line. And then the other game that has seen a sizeable move has been the Tigers and the Titans, where this game was pick'em as well when we opened the markets. It's now $1.70 the Tigers, $2.15 the Titans, and 2 dollars and 5 And finally, on the back of Nico Hines, not playing this weekend, we've seen the Rabbitohs shorten up very, very heavily. $1.53 the Rabbits, $2.50 the Sharks, and 4 dollars and 5 As I said, the biggest movement in terms of weight of money has been Parramatta. Uh, good luck if you're having a bet over the weekend, and as always, gamble responsibly. Great to hear
0: there, the market insight from Tristan from Top Sport. Are we ready, Winnie? Should we jump onto our game by game preview? Can't wait, mate. Awesome. Let's jump into Thursday night. Tomorrow we've got the Eels versus the Melbourne Storm, 8 p.m. at Combank Stadium in Sydney. The line is set at do you have those graphics available there?
1: Oh yes. Thanks for reminding me. Of course I do. Sorry, it's mad rush, isn't it?
0: It so, is the line graphics yeah. for you all now. While I go there it the is in the changes. top corner. Perfect. The line is set at two and a half there. Team changes, Hodgson and Jermaine Hopgood debut for the Eels. The back row for the Eels is Bryce Cartwright and Matt Durie. Uh, Jack Murchie lands on the bench there. Of course, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, and Nathan Brown unavailable for the Storm. A very new lineup, guys. Um, probably the biggest uh, thing outside of all these fresh faces is Christian Welch's first game back from an ACL. Winnie, let us hear it. How are you seeing this one? Okay,
1: so we know Melbourne haven't lost in, what, 20-plus years, so I want to dive into why is that, and I think it's three key reasons. They're renowned for training really hard in the preseason, being very disciplined. They're coming in rock-hard fit every season, and that's giving them an edge. Another thing is Bellamy is one of the greatest coaches in the history of rugby league. Give him ample time to prepare, especially with his defensive preparation. They are coming into these round one games with the best possible game plan to shut down their opponent. What's another reason they've won every round one match the last 20 years? They've generally been really good the last 20 years. So they've pretty much always been better than whoever they've played against and they've been the favourites. So let's address that point right there. Who is the better team in this game? I'm interested to hear what people think because go back to 2022, the Eels finished higher on the ladder and made the grand final. You have to say Parramatta was the better team. What about this year? The Storm have shorter odds to win the title. But in my, my uh, prediction for the 2023 season, I had Parramatta higher than the Storm and of course, I was factoring in Papenhausen is going to boost the storm mid season, but he's not here right now. So I have to say, Para is the better team. So why aren't I on Para catching points? For me, it's the back row looming large that you touched on when you've lost Isaiah Papali, you've lost Nia Kure, Lane is injured, and then the stupefying move of Madison taking that suspension to save some money and now leaves their back row, notwithstanding that Hopgood could be one of the pickups of the season that you pointed out last week, um, Clarkey. It's still a thin back row where I feel that that used to be Parramatta's strength. Though I really do think grand final hangover is a real thing. I just think they couldn't have pushed as hard in the preseason as a hungry side that didn't you know, go all the way and get disappointed. Um, I look at both sides are going to have a point to prove. You've got both sides have brand new hookers, right? Um, we're replacing Marnie and Brandon Smith. Both sides are missing experience forwards, but other players are going to want to step up. I'm kind of pulled in both directions here. So as I say, I think all in all, with the outs for Parramatta, these sides are about even. Then you would give advantage to Parramatta being at home. But I think this early season advantage of preparation for the Storm may even outweigh that, which is why in my mind the Storm should be slight favourites, and that's how it stands. So if it's a tipping comp, I would just earn or lean towards Melbourne. For a bet, I don't have one because I don't think the bookies have got this one far wrong at all and when you're betting the line you're risking 10 to win nine long term the bookies have got to be off for you to be in front I don't think they're that far off the mark which does mean I think we're going to have a cracking game how do you see it
0: yeah this one's a really really tough one to tip I love the question you posed as to who is a better side out of these two right now and for me I don't have an answer just because there's a lot of question marks over both sides Combank, I do agree that is a great advantage for the Parramatta Eels. They are building that into somewhat of a fortress. But I do think their new spine might take a little bit of time to gel. And I say that because Hodgson is a much different hooker to Reid Marnie. They play very different styles. Ultimately, if I have to tip this one, I am going to go with the Melbourne Storm just because they haven't lost a round one game since 2001. It's a remarkable record that has stood over two decades. Um, and if I do have to... Make a tip for this one. Yeah, I have to back the Melbourne Storm with that knowledge. Next game we've got up, guys, is the Warriors v. the Knights. It is Friday 6 p.m. at Sky Stadium in Wellington. The line is set at 5.5 uh, for the Warriors. All their new recruits are pretty much named, guys. We're talking CNK, TMM, Nia Kore, Dylan Walker, etc. For the Knights, the big talking point has to be their new spine of KP to 6. You've got Lachlan Miller at fullback. Uh, Brayley back with a full preseason, and Jackson Hastings, their new number seven. Really hard one to tip here for me again, Winnie. How are you seeing this one?
1: Yeah, I think the first factor is home ground for the Warriors because once they finally got home and pod followers saw that we were onto this, they were actually awesome at home. They covered covered the line in every single home game, whereas once they'd been relocated back to New Zealand, you've got to remember that was after over two years kind of stranded um, they didn't really care too much about the games back in Australia. They lost every game in Australia by double digits in the second half of the season. So clearly that home-ground advantage is real and it is massive. Now, you mentioned there this is not Mount Smart, but it should still be emotional opening the season on home soil. Um, so that that would make you think maybe there's value in the Warriors because maybe the markets just can't quite catch up to how much better they do play in New Zealand. But if you listen to our preseason pod, and that's something we should say, we did a preseason preview a week ago, so we're not going to give you like general thoughts on all our seventeen teams. We've already done that, so the the conversation tonight is very much round one matchup specific. But of course, if you did listen to the preseason preview, my you saw my tips. You're not going to be surprised to know that I like the Knights and I think they could be under the radar. When I looked at this matchup up and down, I really felt like. There was no big edge to New Zealand. I felt you could say the forward battle is pretty even. You could say the outside backs are pretty even. I actually favour the Newcastle unit. But for me, the spine, uh, I think, is a significant edge to the Knights and makes them the better team in this one. Now, you can say it's new faces, which you touched on there for the Knights, but equally uh, there's two new new recruits in the Warriors' spine as well. So what I said at the top, I've got the better team catching five and a half points. And in fact, uh, I'm sacrificing that nine cents on Toppy and getting a a flat plus six with Newcastle. And I know that a bunch of pod followers probably predicted that might be a best bet. And to that, I say, that's awesome because we don't just come here with the black box or say, follow our tips blindly. We try and share the reasoning behind it. So if people can sometimes predict who I'm going to be on, that's awesome because it really means you're picking up the way I'm thinking at least. And you're learning as we go. So that's my reasons for um, being on Newcastle for the first best bet of our 2023 season.
0: Certainly. And when we talked the nights, you did come out with that bold uh, prediction slash quote on my page today that you think they could push for the final. So it does make sense that they do get their season off to a running start. I agree that the New Zealand home advantage here is a genuine factor. I look at the All-Stars game, for an example, um, how the Warriors fans turned up last year. And I do think it'll be an emotional start for their season back at home in front of their home faithful. In saying that, and I don't like to say this, the Warriors are a team. I'm sure their fans would agree with me here that they can't disappoint and lose very winnable games. Uh, my mind goes back to last year, the last game they played uh, of NRL against the Titans where they blew a massive lead in New Zealand. Um, and so I am going to tip the Warriors just, um, but I don't have too much confidence behind that tip as, uh, very, very well at all there. We're going to pause at this stage, guys, before we continue on to the Panthers and Broncos game and announce a new sponsor we've got on board better, has decided to join the show. We are absolutely stoked to have them on board. Just like the Dolphins, they are the new kids on the block, but they're making some serious waves, guys. They are already sponsors of the Fox League NRL Lab, and in the coming weeks, we'll include some insights from the lab into this show, as well as a custom same-game multi cooked up by Winnie himself, and uh, that will be for all followers of our show. It'll be on up every single Friday night each week, and hopefully to start the weekend the right way. If you have a better account, well, you're already set to go. But if you don't have a better account, check the link in the description of this show, guys. Uh, sign up with the uh, sign up via that link, sorry, and uh, make sure you DM the tripod page. DM Winnie once you've done so. And uh, we want to say thank you to better. Thank you very much for believing in us and coming on board and sponsoring our show. We move on to the Panthers v. Broncos. Friday, 8.05 p.m., Blue Bet Stadium, Penrith. The line is set at 12 and a half. Sorry, I've been slow on that. No, that's fine. 12 and a half. A few big ins for the Panthers, guys. Dylan Edwards and Liam Martin are back. Uh, They're returning after they missed the World Club Challenge. 11 of the 13 of Panthers' uh, starting side from the grand final. The only changes is Ruva and Luke Garner. For the Broncos, Walsh is out, so Cobbo moves to fullback and Arthurs takes that vacant win
1: spot. Winnie, how are you seeing this one? Well, first of all, mate, I was about to say you couldn't see me, could you? Something just randomly popped up. My camera seemed to shut down, but hopefully I'm back now. Um, And this one might be a pretty easy one to tip in terms of the winner, but the line does make it interesting, and that's why we like to try and predict versus the line because that's the true test. That's not so easy to predict. It's really hard to beat the line long-term, obviously it's set at um, what should be a 50-50 range of outcomes either way. So you can make a case for both sides. And the case against Penrith is that they're not the same team anymore without Coruscant. Everyone said that when they lost in the World Club Challenge. Of course, Dylan Edwards also wasn't in that game. I should give myself a pat on the back. Last time he played was uh, winning the Clive Churchill medal at $11. Tripod followers will know tipped him out. Now he's back. Big boost. Then you improve your centres. Critter moves to centre. Liam Martin also returns to the side. So, in fact, there are 11 of the 13 winning uh, starting grand finalists. And that St. Helens result doesn't scare me off, Penrith. But as you heard me discuss in the pre-season preview, I think it's very understandable that Penrith may start slow this year and really build into their season. And just with the number of big games that a lot of these players have played over the last three years for club and also rep. so. With that being said, I actually think I said something similar a year ago and uh, Penrith didn't even have Nathan Cleary in the opening game and still smashed Manly. So with that being said, Penrith at home still has to be respected and clearly they've got to be favourites. But this line felt high to me. I look at Brisbane. They're another side that we know trains pretty hard in the off-season. Whether or not the coach can coach, we'll find out. Uh, I would prefer that Walsh was available. Uh, Cobbo, I wonder, you know, will he get caught out with his inexperience there? If any half is going to find out an inexperienced fullback, it will be Cleary. But just looking at the teams up and down, looking at Paddy Harrigan back in there and Payne Haas fresh, some violent forwards on both benches, I really think it's going to be a competitive match for a decent distance into this one, which is why I like taking Brisbane with the 6.5 first half start, even if Penrith runs away with it late. I think Brisbane makes a good game of this, so that is why I took them in the first half for a best bet. I think for this one, a lot of people might be scared
0: off the Panthers because of that World Club challenge lost to St. Helens at home. Uh, But I do think a considerable factor in that is the fact that a lot of their squad was coming off a World Cup and there is a little bit of fatigue and a little bit of a hangover, um, for lack of better words, when we talk about a World Cup. I do expect the Broncos to start hard and fast here also. A lot of question marks, um, a lot of things said about the coach. There's a lot of reason for the Broncos to turn up and play. uh, But with that being said, I just can't tip against the back-to-back reigning premiers at home. So I'm going to take the safe and easy bet here. I'm going to go the Penrith Panthers. Um, I think they'll get the job done. And I do share your concerns with Selwyn Cobbo. He did lead the NRL in errors last year at fullback and increased workload, additional fatigue against the best kicker in the comp in Nathan Cleary. There are a few concerns there for the Broncos. Moving on to Super Saturday, we've got the Manly Seagulls taking on the Bulldogs. It's at Saturday, 3 p.m., Four Pines Park in Manly. The line is set at four and a half. For Manly, there's some big news. And that big news is that Turbo is back. Josh Schuster is out. So Cooper John's partners DCE in the halves. Jake Travojevic shifts to prop and Sean Kepi to lock. Now, I'm not sure if that's going to influence the way Manly play or if it's simply just a a jersey swap there. Luke Thompson is out for the doggies. So far, Manoa Brown moves to lock. The army kick out, and Reid Marnie will make their club debut. But Tavita Pango Jr. is out, replaced by hundred and thirty kilogram plus beast,
1: Franklin Pele
0: on the interchange. Winnie, how are you seeing this one?
1: Well, the biggest beast of all is still Tommy Turbo. So he's the man that we're all going to be watching. Not only because you start watching the game, whoever you've tipped, you're going to look at how he's moving. That's going to go a long way to deciding the game. And as we covered in the season preview. How Tommy Turbo plays and how he sustains his performance this year goes a long way in being decisive for Manly's entire season. So everyone's going to have their eyes on the man at the back, including the Bulldogs themselves in terms of trying to shut him down. Uh, I look at this game and what I th- see with Manly is a team that absolutely stunk up the NRL for the last six weeks of last year and we don't need to relitigate. Why. But again, if you're a pod follower, you profited from that because you'll know we only had bets against Manly after that Jersey Gate fiasco and they fell apart towards the end of the year. However, new year, some new faces, a new coach, and of course, the superstar is back, as, as I said. So there's many reasons why they could turn it around and understandably are favorites in this game. And then you look at the dogs and you'd have to say they're one of the great hype teams of 2023. They've got these shiny new Reed Marnie and and Iliami kickow and Burton is coming home off the Kangaroos tour, not to mention another off-season practising these terrifying bombs. And, of course, the Dogs have a new coach in their ranks as well. So I'm kind of torn. You know, maybe I go on Manly, turn things around at home, Bulldogs a bit overrated, but I've got to be honest, I just don't trust Anthony Siebold yet. I know they won the preseason challenge. I want him to show it to me over a few weeks in the NRL. And I do trust Seraldo and I think there's a real genuine buzz in Bellamore, and I think that this uh, Bulldogs team could buy in and you could see a change rather quickly. So that's why I couldn't really jump on either side with conflicting factors. Uh, so I'll just sit back and see how both sides go under new regimes.
0: And of course, I-, I mirror what you're saying there. And I feel guilty that I am sitting on the fence, so to say, with a lot of my predictions. But it is very difficult in round one. I am going to factor in the preseason challenge form a little bit. Um, and I'm going to factor in that Cooper Johns, I was really impressed with him in the preseason challenge. He does replace Josh Schuster. And I do think he'll be able to not only leave a mark, but also play quite well in the back of his head. He has to know Schuster's coming back and he's going to want to lock down at minimum that 14 jersey. So I think we can expect a fair bit out of Cooper Johns in their round one opener there. I've got to be honest. I do see Manly slipping away this year um, with their board pack. If they are to get some injuries, But full strength, I think that's a good enough forward pack to go with the Bulldogs. brookvale Oval now Four Pines Park. I think it's a big advantage. I will tip the Sea Eagles, but again, not with too much great confidence. Next game of Super Saturday is at 5.30 p.m. It's at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. The line is set at eight and a half. Only change for the Cowboys, guys, is that Cohen Hess moves to back row replacing Thomas Gilbert. That's the only change since their prelim loss to the Eels last year. James Tamo, a favorite son of the club, is back. For the Raiders, two big changes. Seb Chris shifts to fullback to replace the injured Xavier Savage, which brings Harley Smith Shields into the centers. And, of course, big Josh Papali'i is out with new recruit Pasami Solo. Another tough one to tip, Winnie, or you've
1: got a good tip for us on this one? I think this is one of the more straightforward tips. Like uh, Cowboys head to head for sure, and I went the best bet minus seven and a half with the Cowboys again minus seven and a half dollar eighty five. And some people have messaged already and said it's gone up three cents on double. It's a dollar eighty eight currently, whereas you're seeing on the screen minus eight and a half. So that's the thing with, you know, markets are always moving, but also the line is not always exactly the same on every bookie. And that's why we encourage you to have a few at your disposal, because if the line is different in multiple places, that can only be in your favour. And over the course of a season, the difference between a minus seven and a half versus a minus eight and a half could be the difference between winning and losing if the favourite does win by exactly eight points. Certainly possible. I think the Cowboys should do it reasonably comfortably. Um, But I want to talk about... um, how I saw this game, because a year ago the Raiders went up to North Queensland, I think it was it was around two or three, and the Raiders were three-and-a-half-point favourites. Now they're eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Now the Raiders came eighth last year. It's not like they've fallen away in 12 months. So really we've got a 12-point handicap adjustment because of how much better the Cowboys are than we all thought they were at the beginning of 2022. So that is one issue if you back the Cowboys, something that they had in their favour a year ago that they don't have now not going to ambush anybody. So now everybody knows if you go up to Townsville, you had better be prepared to fight tooth and nail for 80 minutes or you will be overwhelmed by the intensity of Peyton's men. And when I look at the Cowboys, the foundation of their success was purely just the buy-in and the hard work um, and the fact that they were just too strong and especially at home playing in the conditions, which I think is amplified at the beginning of the season. I'm talking about heat but also the combination of heat and humidity. And I'm not a big believer in the Raiders either. In our season preview, I had them, I think, about 11th. Uh, You've got Sebastian Chris at fullback. I'm not sure how he's going to go there. So I look at this Cowboys side, I think generally more mobile, more mobile forward pack, and I really think they will run over the top of the Raiders. And I don't like to lay in large number of points in the opening round of the season where there's uncertainty. But I'm reasonably confident to play the Cowboys minus 7.5. That made it my third best bet. I've got a mixed matchup that ties into this game too, but I'd like to hear how you see this one, Clarky.
0: Yeah, I think you might have uh, seen my notes because we're seeing this one pretty much identical. A lot of the points you raised, I raise as well. The Saturday afternoon game at 4.30pm in Queensland suits the Cowboys massively. They've done a pre-season in this heat. Um, not that it hasn't been hot here in Canberra, but certainly Townsville heat is something different. The Cowboys look focused again this year. They've got the confidence from last year. Not too many changes with their side. In fact, only one to their starting lineup from their last game. I really like the Cowboys in this one. If my memory serves me correct, they did lose round one last year to the Bulldogs at home, or maybe it was the year before. No, you're right. It It was. was. It was last
1: year in the monsoon. Isn't it funny how they turned their season around after that and we all wrote them off? Absolutely. And I think that they will learn from that boil over,
0: and um, I can definitely see them getting the job done here by the Raiders quite comfortably. I'd, I'd take that eight and a half line. I think we'll see the Cowboys win this one convincingly and I think we'll see them stack on a lot of points late in the second half because it's something they did religiously last year. Super and Saturday. And here's
1: another way that um, people can bet that. As I said, we're going to have the mixed matchup every week and now I have discussed the two games that tie into it. So why don't I present that bet? So on Top Sport, again, you can simply bet for the Knights to score more points this weekend than the Raiders. So I give the Knights a real chance of winning in New Zealand and certainly uh, matching it it with the Kiwis, whereas as we both agree, we think the Cowboys should win pretty comfortably over the Raiders and we know how stout their defence is and we know their fitness levels and their discipline that they did not leak a lot of late, cheap tries last year, the Cowboys, either, and that's a mentality thing. Um, So I'm looking at the... Cowboys restricting the Raiders three tries max, but maybe even under that, uh, whereas I think that the Knights can get us three tries, maybe more, and we're getting $2.20 for Newcastle to have more points than the Raiders. We do lose in the event of a tie, but if you want to jump on that market, it is available on Topsport. You can have up to 200 on that. And, again, if you don't have Toppy yet, use our show code TPLIVE. Um, where are we up to? I think we're moving. Oh, I'm moving to the nightcap on Saturday night, Clarky.
0: Absolutely. I must say, before we move on, I do love that bet. The Cowboys are a defensive steel team. I don't think they'll give the raid as much. The last game of Super Saturday is at 7 35 p.m., Points Bet Stadium in Cronulla. The line is set at four and a half. Big news here for the Sharkies Nico Heinz is out, replaced by Braden Trindle. Oregon Carfusi will make his club debut. For the Rabbitohs, a pretty settled lineup. Tane Milne still suspended. So rookie Isaac Thompson comes in. I think this one could be a real close one, Winnie. How are you seeing it?
1: Yeah, much the same. I'll just will uh, nit, nitpick with you. You've uh, said the line for each of the games. You haven't necessarily said who the favourite is. Now, in most of these games, it's probably pretty obvious. Um, but in this case, yeah, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who are the um, away team, are the four and a half point favourite. Again, if people are watching, they can see that on the graphic. But that's for the benefit of people who are listening, because we make this available in as many platforms as we can for you guys to enjoy consuming it hopefully and I appreciate the people that um have been jumping in and uh, sharing their thoughts as well. Now two teams that played each other um, in the Sharkies' final game of the season at least, the Rabbitohs ended Cronulla's season. Well in fact I would argue Cronulla's season ended uh, when they came up short in that 90 minute war against the Cowboys because they never really recovered and it, what it resulted in was the second place team being bounced in straight sets but as we said last week, you take nothing away from the Sharks' season. They're probably ahead of schedule. And they probably never were the second-best team in the NRL. They just were the most consistent. They got some close wins, and they found themselves in second place on the ladder. Like, and then we both agree. Souths were probably a better team than Cronulla uh, last year and probably are uh, this year, certainly, with Nico Hines out. Now, having said that, Trindle was a pretty capable backup, probably one of the better backup halves available to any team. Um but I look at the squads and I certainly see the bunnies stronger on paper, understanding that they should be favored. But the overriding principle to me when I look at every game in round one is I'm trying to think who is better prepared for this game, who is more focused on this game, who trained harder in preseason. And I know Demetrio learned under Bennett that you build a season and they did have a slow start last year. And I don't think it was a coincidence, I think that was by design because they wanted to peak later in the year. As for the Sharkies, I mean, you could argue Fitzgibbon learned the same under Robinson, and, in fact, I think both teams could be a bit rusty and a little bit underdone in this one, and then I would defer back to the best player on the field, that's Latrell Mitchell, when, in fact, let's go through who's the second best player on the field, be Cam Murray, and then we can argue Cody Walker might be the third, is Damian Cook up there? So I have to tip the Rabbitohs uh, in that respect, but I didn't feel confident enough to say they'll do it easy so it wasn't quite strong enough to have the conviction of a best bet. But I I reckon the Bunnies probably get home here.
0: This is an interesting one because if Nico Hines was here, I would tip the Sharks without really too much sight. I'd take the Sharks to get the job done with Nico at home. But the fact that the reigning Delia medalist is out makes me lean more towards the Rabido. So I understand the Sharks are a really great defensive side that are going to stick in there for the full 80 minutes. But you look at the X factor throughout this Rabido's lineup. And you just think with Latrell Mitchell fit after the preseason he's had, if they're able to minimize their er errors and sort of build consistent pressure against the Sharks, I do think they will have enough X-Factor to break through. But the Rabbitohs were known last year to have a few errors in their game. And if that does occur, it certainly brings the Sharkies back into this game. I am going to tip they are able to build pressure, maximize their X-Factor, and I'll tip the Rabbitohs to get this one done. Sunday, Arvo footy. The Dolphins their first ever NRL game is against the Roosters at 4:05 p.m. It's at Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. The line is set at 18 and a half with the Roosters as the favorite. Huge changes for the Dolphins this round. They've got an entire new 17. I'm only joking guys. Um, the only big uh, <laughs> Dolphins news is uh, Isaiah Katoa has beat Anthony Milford to the number 6 jersey and that is huge. Uh, another one, Kirk Donahue, uh, a Panthers jersey flag premiership winning center. Uh, Wayne Bennett has gone ahead and, and you know, real smoky there, really, uh, selecting him. For the Roosters, they'll be without Jared Warrior-Hardgraves and Joseph
1: Manu. Winnie, how are you seeing this one? Well, this is probably the most interesting one to talk about, but it's the team that we know the least about. So there's definitely a wait-and-see element with the Dolphins. I think we all agree they're going to struggle. No one's going to tell you any different. The Dolphins will struggle this year, but how much? That's uh, going to be the interesting factor. Now, I think they catch the Roosters at a decent time. Like, it's never going to be an easy day out at the office playing the Sydney Roosters. But, again, I just talked about notorious slow starters. I'd put the Roosters in that category as well. Um, although I already said in our season preview that I feel the Roosters may be a little bit more wary of not letting the rest of the competition get as far ahead of them this year. So I just kind of get the feeling that the Roosters will control this game and cruise, but may not necessarily come out gangbusters and may not necessarily blitz the Dolphins. Of course, there's no Joey Manu, uh, Rhea Hargraves, or Crichton, um, as you discussed, but it's still a really strong 13. How they're all under the cap, I don't know. But I'm um, looking at a guy like Swalili who was just ridiculous. Like you go back to, I enjoyed our, our Rugby League World Cup radio so much. It was a cracking World Cup. I know everyone complained in the group stages of blowouts, but if you watch the knockout games in the World Cup, there were some cracking encounters and Samoa getting all the way to the final. A lot of it was on the back of the play of that young man, Suali. He's only going to be bigger and stronger this year and gets to play centre. So I cannot wait to watch him work. Uh, the Roosters just aren't going to lose this game, I, I don't think. Like well, I can't s- envision it happening when... Even if they get it gets close for comfort, it's like, you know, the likes of Teddy and and Brandon Smith on debut and Radley, these are players that change the game and that take it by the scruff of the neck and that seize the moment when they need to. So I think the Roosters will win kind of maybe without getting out of third gear, but whether or not they're going to, you know, exceed the line could just come down to their approach. But what I will say about the Dolphins is I think that You've got uh, an excited crowd that's going to have a lot of energy. I even think the referees aren't going to, you know, penalise the hell out of them. I think the younger players are really eager to cement their spots. You talk about the young fella that's been handed a surprise debut, and and um and Katoa getting that start, and he was impressive in the World Cup for Tonga. And these older players that are experienced, in fact, you look at the Dolphins forward pack. Everyone in the forward pack has played Origin or played for the Kiwis, and um, these guys are going to want to set standards as well. And set an example for the younger players. So I feel like even though they might not win, they will fight to the end. And you got guys like there's been a bit of talk that the Dolphins didn't sign any stars. Maybe Hamiso Tabuai Fido is the star that they the star signing they didn't know um, they had all along. So there could just be enough there for the Dolphins to make this one interesting. Um again, this is why it's much more interesting to discuss the line rather than just who's gonna win, because anyone can tell you that. Uh, and I think you said 18 and a half, but I've seen that line creeping down more towards 17 and a half currently. I'd uh, love to hear, you know, which direction people are thinking in this one. What about yourself? Yeah,
0: before I get to it, uh, Harmy Broderick there said, what's my thoughts on MILF being dropped? Hugely disappointing for the MILF at this stage of his career. He came there as a, a, more or less a marquee signing and a, his only competition was a teenager. Uh, he just had to train hard and and, you know, Play half to his potential and you think he would have got the first crack. Uh, I think his career is really at crossroads. Um, I saw something that really summed up the Roosters winning today. They did a uh, survey with the owners or general managers of every NRL club. And they asked them, if you could sign one player, who would it be? Two, uh, Three of the top five, sorry, was Suwali'i, Manu and Teddy. And I think that really does sum up the position the Roosters are in this year. Although Manu is out injured. You bring up the point that it's the Dolphins' first game and they will be invigorated in front of an energized home fan our fan base. And I can't disagree there because I go back to the Titans' first game in 2007 and, yes, we did lose, but we put up a hell of a fight against the Dragons um, who were not a bad side at that stage. I think the Dolphins are capable of putting up a fight here. And I do think plus 18.5 is achievable for them. Don't get me wrong, even without Warrior Hargraves and Manu, I have to tip the Roosters. They're my premiership tip this year. I'd be silly not to tip my premiership tip over a side that's never played an NRL game yet with no form to go off. But I do think 18 and a half, I think that's an achievable margin for the Dolphins to keep this game within. I think they can use their experience. I think they can use the home crowd, and I think they can use the occasion. Yes, their trial form was not good but we have seen Wayne Bennett able to transform transform teams in the past in less than a week. Uh, and I, I say that because the Maroons' 2020 side was arguably weaker than this Dolphins' side, and they somehow beat the Blues after losing one week later because of Wayne Bennett. So don't forget that fact there. Um, so, yeah, I do like the line for the Dolphins, but I've got a tip the Roosters. Anything else before we move on? Because I feel like this is the most interesting game this round.
1: No, I think you make a great point about the underdog mentality and I can hear dog barking in the background, which is often an omen that when the dog is barking, you take the underdog. And we both made the case maybe for the plus with the dolphins. I did look around. Like if I could have found a higher line, just one little thing that bugged me um, was that the line was 20 a few days ago and now it's crept in. And when you haven't got the best of it, you hate to take plus 17 and a half and then watch them lose by 18 or 20 and have been slow but we want to be as easy to follow as possible so we're not going to be shooting out tips at any hour day or night and then say bad luck if you missed it all our best bets are coming to you available at 7 30 daylight savings time on wednesday night truly live when we present them to you it'll be interesting exercise for people to look at what the odds are um, Not saying every bet's going to move or every bet's going to crunch in, but there will be a market reaction to our best bets, which is kind of cool to observe in real time for people. Um, You know what else is kind of cool to observe? This final game of the round. It might not be a blockbuster, but hey, who am I kidding? Actually, I'm excited to watch all these games. But um, this one, because of the desperation of both sides, it should be a great way to uh, finish round one. Absolutely. And you guys know that I
0: can't wait for this one. Sunday, 6.15pm, it is the Tigers versus the Titans at the 8th Wonder of the World. Beautiful Leichhardt Oval in Sydney. The line is set at 2.5 in favour of the Tigers as our favourites. Tigers, all their new recruits, barring John Bateman, are available. Uh, Sean Bloor, returning from an ACL, starts in the back row spot. Ken Mamalo is out, so Charlie Staines debuts for the Tigers on the wing there. The Titans have settled on their spine, and it is Jaden Campbell that misses out and is placed in that 14 jersey. And, of course, try scoring freak from the preseason challenge. uh, Khan Pereira makes his NRL debut.
1: As we said, Winnie, it's a tough one to tip, but how are you seeing it? Well, look at the Tigers, and I've thrown them in the same category as the Bulldogs. They're a team that has generated a lot of positive preseason buzz, but you can only congratulate them for what they've been able to do. You know, they've been criticised a lot and kind of called a basket case. They've got the longest uh, finals drought of any club but they have signed some quality players and really bolstered their squad. The question is whether this is going to translate to instant success, and that's where I'm not so sure. Now, you mentioned playing at Lycup. For sure, that helps as well. I'll ask the question again to people following and uh, to yourself, Clarky, like, who's the better team? I think it's an interesting debate because I think these teams are pretty evenly matched, which sets up a good contest. Where I think there could be a hidden edge in this game, which is why I actually lean to your boys, you'll be happy to know, is I think that there's more desperation for the Gold Coast, particularly by their leader, Justin Holbrook. He's well aware. He has very minimal job security. And I think when your coach is under pressure, he's naturally going to put a bigger emphasis on the importance of the preseason. He's going to have a greater urgency and he's just going to have a greater focus on winning these early games because if they don't, he's not going to be there for the later ones. And you look at conversely at the Tigers, they've got all the time in the world. It's a rebuild. They know it's a rebuild. Sheens is not, you know, on the hot seat, he's just got there. And of course, he's got his deputy marshal as well. And they got to learn the sheeniest system, you know, they've got to develop their combinations. And they might, they as in the West Tigers might be a side that builds into the season and finishes the year a bit stronger looking ahead to 2024 and beyond whereas the Titans can't afford to do that. So for that reason, I actually lean to the Gold Coast with a two-and-a-half start. Nearly a best bet, but not quite confident enough in your boys. Sorry, Clarky.
0: That's all right. You um, you should know better than coming here and talking dirty to me <laughs> live, tipping my, my Titans <laughs> for the win. So you guys know who I'm going to tip. I have to go to the Titans. We have won our last six against the Tigers in Sydney. I think that's a, a great sign to bet, um, though I was on the Tigers Live podcast uh, last night. And they said that they think that's more due, uh, more that they are due the win as opposed to a positive for the Titans. There's not much separating these sides. The line reflects that. Uh, they're two sides that have recruited well, uh, but they're two sides that have their issues. Top four, both of them, for missed tackles last year and um, both you know low on that NRL ladder. I am expecting a high-scoring game here from both. Uh, go back to both sides being in the top four last year for missed tackles. But not only that, Winnie, you look at all of their edge combinations all the way from wing into the back row. Maybe Staines and Naden played a game together at Penrith. Um, And you go through the Titans and the Tigers and no one has played more than three games together. So defensively, I think there will be some issues for both sides. So I lean to a high scoring contest here. If I was going to build a multi-app for this one, given it is my team, um, take this one with a grain of salt. Guys, I don't have the nine-year track winning record like the man to my left does. I would go Titans win. I would take the overs market. And I would take Khan Pereira as an anytime try scorer on his NRL debut. Um, but if you're listening, you probably want to bet the complete opposite to those three, because as I say, take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, that's how I'm seeing this one. Any final ports, uh,
1: Any final points? Sorry, Winnie, before we close the show off. We have also got Take on Toppy, which is a segment we're playing around with and we're going to bring into play every single week. We talked to Top Sport. We actually asked them who are the sort of teams that they don't think are going to go as well. And then if they can tell us that, they're more happy to improve, uh, increase their odds or at least uh, make their odds more aggressive for our followers. And they were happy to go against Clarky's Titans. So we asked for a, a Titans player um, to ha- have aggressively priced. Anytime try scorer odds, they've obliged. It's available right now. Clarkie, I gave the tip to you,
0: um, so take it away. Yeah, I had a few different options here for some uh, boosted odds on anytime try scorer, and I have gone with big AJ Brimson for my selection this week with uh, with Top Sport. I love AJ, and I feel with Caitlin Ponga moving to six this year, AJ has beaten Campbell to the number one jersey. I think his eyes might light up a little bit for that Queensland number one jersey. He might be thinking, hey... If I play well here, I think I can grab that jersey and KP might be suited more to the 14 where he did play very well in origin when he made his debut. So boosted odds on AJ Brimson this week via Top Sport. If you do sign up, use the code TP Live, and of course then message Jacob uh, via the Tripod Facebook group. Are we ready to close this one out Winnie
1: any final points well I'll I'll pull you up there again we're obviously learning on the fly and one tricky thing well one thing we should say so AJ brimson currently three dollars on top sport I've seen him as low as 220 to score elsewhere but toppy deliberately being top of the market better odds for AJ brimson than anybody else is offering this is not permanent throughout the week, but this is right now, and I think they'll leave those odds up for at least half an hour after the show. So if you like the sound of Clarky's bet, and you can't even throw him in a same game, so maybe Titans win and Brimson scores. But the reason I pulled Clarkie up there is because it's not boosted. That is actually just their regular odds that they've got on Brimson. It's just that they're, you can just find it under uh, any time try scores for the Titans-Tigers game. It's just that they're willing to stick out from the market. Too many bookies just copy each other's prices and try and play it safe. Uh, Toppy are inviting a bit of action there. So if you see the game the way I do, which is the Titans are well in this and may even be the fitter side, and if you like Clarky's tip there, then AJ Brimson uh, getting a chance to the first crack at the fullback jersey. He's always in and around the action, and um, that could be a great way to cap off the round. And how good would it be if he scores a try in that one and then a few minutes later, Clarky, we can celebrate it with our live recap show, which you can uh, tell people about as well. Absolutely, I would love it, and that's why
0: I love Toppy as well. Thank you guys very much for being here for our round one preview show. I do have to plug our review show, which will be at 8.15pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, about 10 minutes after the Tigers-Titans game. Give me a chance to get the full-time score up and a few stats on the page, and uh, then find us on Facebook, YouTube all the spots we are live here now. We hope to see you there, guys. We will react and recap to all eight games, share our biggest takeaways, and, of course, we hope you can be there and interact with us live like you have been tonight. he said it himself, no one always wins with betting, so make sure you have fun with it. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Let us know if you disagree with anything we've said tonight. And um, apart from that, guys, thank you very much for being here, and we look forward to seeing you all at 815 Strain Eastern Daylight Time just after the Titans and Tigers game wraps up. Over to you, Winnie, to close out the show.
1: Enjoy the games, guys. We'll see you Sunday. Have a great weekend. Can't wait to watch eight games of footy. How good?